What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio.
How you doing this evening? Good. Doing real good. How about yourself? Hallelujah. Well, another good night at Prayer International. Amen. Um, one of the things that I want everybody to know across the globe that at Prayer International, Prayer International puts the words first place in every decision that we make. We earnestly pray that God's will be done in everything that we do, as it says in Matthew 6.10. And we obey the law of love. We love the Lord. We love our neighbors of all nations as we love ourselves, as it says in Mark 12, 30 and 31. We come out from the kingdom of confusion and live fully in the kingdom of heavens on earth. We come out of our comfort zone to praise Jesus so every stronghold and every nation shall be broken. It says Second Corinthians six seventeen. And we never alter the words to fit the carnal desire of life. Of lifestyle, my lifestyle any of the men and women on the platform's lifestyles to conform the word. Our voice is so strong and clear, and our life is to bring the light and the salt that we hold forth the word of our life. To touch on something before we pray, wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. In every conversation, words create pictures and memories. I'm glad that our keyboard cleaner is back because words create pictures. Sometimes, because the Bible says that in the tongue is life and death, that when people when people speak. You can feel their pain. You can feel the anguish. You can feel everything that's going on in their life because from the heart. You know, in Mark 7, it says not what goes in your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of your mouth. Um, words create a picture. They create somebody's certain circumstances they may be in. And last evening, when I saw in the chat room that somebody had to leave to get their vodka, well, I want to share to you my love because there was a day in my life that I used to drink vodka. I used to drink martinis, you know, uh, I don't recall I don't recall ever buying a pint, half pint or a fifth. We always bought half gallons. So forgive me. I just didn't know that people went to the liquor store to buy, you know, 
a half a gallon of vodka to clean their keyboard. You know, you got to forgive me. This is a prayer chat room. This is a prayer platform. So when people come to us, we pour out our life in you because we are the salt and the life of the world. So um, I would call on the revelation angels because I, I honestly believe that there's cheaper <laughs> keyboard cleaner than vodka. You know, I, you know, uh, maybe I got to go shop at Staples again. But <laughs> we love you. Uh, um, I live in a town of Lutherans. They drink. It's drinking a sin. Are you not going to go to hell because you drink? I, I'd have to say that if you drink, I believe I serve a greater God that he's going to forgive you. If he forgave the if he forgave the thief at the cross and said, hey, Jesus, Jesus never knew him, but all of a sudden, because he joined into a conversation with Jesus, Jesus says, "Hey, he said, wait on, wait on me. We'll be right with you. We'll we'll join together in a couple of seconds here, okay? So maybe in Singapore, I got a lot of friends in Singapore. Hallelujah! We just had a gentleman on the phone, Ronnie Showcat Hussein, from Singapore. Um, so." I thank you for forgiving me, but when I saw somebody that had to step away from the from the chat room to go get their vodka, you know, I, I just wanted to pray for you. Does God still love you? Yes. We all bear a cross. Hallelujah. So the picture I saw was somebody telling me um, uh, that they was going to go get their vodka. I thought they wanted prayer. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to act at the point of contact, and I'm going to hug you. I'm going to give you the hug of Jesus Christ, the same hug that he gave me when I went to, when I went to church for my first time on Christmas Eve, December 24th, on drugs and alcohol, because I was washed in the blood of Jesus, I've never touched it again. I've been clean. So we pray for everyone in the chat room. Uh, so what is rubbing alcohol? Well, I believe if you drank rubbing alcohol, it would kill you. I don't believe that, that um, alcohol, uh, vodka would. Um, but our job here. We have been called out of darkness to pray, to pray for the lost. If you go to Matthew, it says, it talks about the lost. And let's just touch on it a second because we are here to love everybody and we express our love through our prayer. For anyone, um, so we ended our show last night early, and um, I wanted to make sure that we was going to be able to express our love for um, our lovely friend, our prayer partner in Singapore, because our our job, as it says in Acts one eight, that we are to pray. Jerusalem, Samaria, to go all ends of the earth and pray for you guys. Um, 
I just, uh, back when I was um, controlled by the enemy, and I had that spirit of alcohol on me, um, wow, I, I never had the... I never got the revelation to clean my, clean my keyboard. It, it didn't last long enough. <laughs> so forgive me. Hallelujah. We thank God that, that he sent his cross for me. Um, so anyway, um, we thank everyone for joining us, Chris. Um, you know me. I'm normal. Uh, for anyone that's listening, we are regular human beings. Every one of us that God has given us the gift to come on this platform and, and pray for people, believe me, we all have a cross to bear. Mine might not be alcohol. Mine might not be the alcohol with the keyboard cleaner. Mine, mine typically is the bullets and Smith and Wesson, okay? Um, I haven't got quite past that yet. As I was telling my brother Christopher, you know, uh, you can do anything to me you want, and I'll let you take both eyes out because I think God will make me a great man blind. But you rise up against my wife, and I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to be looking for some BBs and some gunpowder. Um, so my wife, God gave her the gift of tongues, and I promise you my wife talks more in a foreign language than she does in English. Hallelujah. Um, so we all come out of our comfort zone to express our love of Jesus for you guys. So, Heavenly Father, as we call on your name tonight, I thank you, Father, that for what it's worth, rather than me going in bed and cuddling with my beautiful bride, an awesome woman of God, and getting in the comfort of my sheets and my silk blankets that are like clouds of heaven, Father God, I thank you that you give me the wisdom to discern the difference that people need prayer versus me needing sleep. Hallelujah. As we call on your sovereign nations across the globe, Heavenly Father, we pray in. We pray in the prayer partners from every continent, from every state of the sovereign United Nations, every sovereign state of the globe that this platform, Heavenly Father, establishes a footprint of prayer warriors. I pray, Heavenly Father, if our guest, number 333, would give us a phone number or something that we could call her, that we could get her on the line to establish her in Singapore um, as one of our prayer partners so that we can have a print a footprint there in Singapore in the name of Jesus. Um, and Lord God, forgive us if we ever if we ever step out a boundary uh, in the flesh. Lord God, please forgive us uh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope I'm forgiven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Am I forgiven? Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, you know, I uh, I'm gonna have to go do some shopping. Maybe, you know, in, in Singapore, um, it's a whole different culture. You know, um, um, I can't think of the stuff we used to do when we was at Benny Hanna's, but they got that stuff sake. 
you know, it, it may be cheaper cheaper than um, uh, rubbing alcohol too. Um, but hallelujah, I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, that um, God give us the wisdom to serve the difference. What do you got going on tonight, Brother Christopher, out of Dallas, Texas? Well, I think we should uh, pray for the nation, pray for Jerusalem, pray for Israel, you know, just kind of lift them up and uh, take a few prayer requests, maybe uh, go into a little time of worship, just a short one, and um, then kind of kick it in gear after that. What do you think? Um, uh, uh, I will follow your lead. Say that one more time. I said, I will follow your lead. All right, brother. Well, Father, right now we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord. And you told us in Psalm 122, Lord, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father. You told us, Lord, it would be well with us, Father. And right now we just declare, Father, your peace over Israel, your peace over Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and and all the the cities in Israel, Father God, all the other places in Israel, the people in Israel, Father, that you would cover them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we just declare, Lord God, that the Lordship of Christ, that Christ the Messiah, Lord, will be proclaimed across Israel, that you will bring the Jewish people to the knowledge of the truth, that you will bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Messiah and their soon-coming King. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that your word is going across Israel, across Jerusalem. Your peace is covering Jerusalem right now. Father, we just declare, Lord God, your peace is covering your people. Father, we declare your protection over your people, the angels of God surrounding the borders, the angels of God surrounding the people, the warring angels of God preparing for battle. And Father, we just declare right now, Lord, your prosperity over Israel, over Jerusalem, over the people there, Father. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that you're moving on behalf of the Jewish people, Lord God, not only in Israel, not only in Jerusalem and around Tel Aviv and, and those areas, Father, but also in this nation, Father. You are moving on the hearts of the, the Messianic believers, the Jewish people, Father. You are stirring them with a consciousness, with a knowledge, with an understanding of who Christ is and what the spiritual life is all about. So we pray, Father God, that you would just begin to dispatch your angels, raise up intercessors for Jerusalem, raise up your, your Christian church to pray for the Jewish people, Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are connecting us even this week, Father God, with people in Israel and, and Jewish believers around the states here, Father. And we thank you that, that our covering is just spreading across the globe, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. In Israel, and Father, right now we just lift up the United States of America, Father. Lord, we just declare your unity, your unity over the United States. Father, we declare your peace. Father, we declare, Lord God, your peace over the United States, that you would begin to bring our leaders, bring those that are leading our nation to attention, that you would begin to draw them to the cross, draw them to Christ and begin to turn their agendas towards the the cross and towards your kingdom agenda, Father. We pray, Father God, for this nation that it would be one nation under God once again, that Jesus Christ would be lifted up and proclaimed and there would be a great awakening, Father, a new awakening, Father, across our nation, Father God, that the hearts of men and women would begin to burn with the fire of God and a passion for Christ and a compassion for people once again, Father. 
And we thank you, Father God, that, Lord, you have declared our nation a Christian nation, that we would worship a sovereign God, and that we would have religious freedoms, Father, to glorify you and worship you and and work and, and do everything we do unto you, Father. And we pray, Lord, bring that back to our nation again. Turn the hearts of our leaders, Father, to the word of God. And, Lord, put a fear of God and a respect for you in the hearts of the people of this nation. Father, protect us. Father, help us to have a right relationship with Israel. Help us to have a right relationship, Father God, with everything going on in the Middle East. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, we need your leading. So raise up godly leaders. Raise up godly authority in this nation. And people that will take a stand for righteousness and take a stand for your word. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that your word says that the knowledge of the glory of God, Father, is covering the earth just like the waters cover the sea, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, that you're moving, Lord, not just in church buildings and not just in homes. You're moving in the hearts of your people, wherever your people are carrying your word and carrying your presence, Father, you're at work, Father. And we thank you, Lord. For what you're doing Lord we just ask your blessings tonight Father on every man every woman Father that you would touch them In a radical way Father God whatever needs are, are Coming in Lord God we just lift up Lord those in the chat room Those that are listening by phone tonight Those that are taking the time Father to tune in And give us their ear and give us their time Lord we pray Father as they Use this as a devotion Unto you and time to have community for you, Father, reward them for their diligence. Reward them for diligently seeking you. Reward those that are diligently pressing in to the things of the kingdom, seeking first your kingdom and your righteousness, Father. And I thank you that the rewards of God are coming. So, Father, I pray, Lord God, put a heart of expectation in the hearts of your people. Put, put a fight in them, Lord. Put, put a, a wrestling in them where they're not going to lay down. They're not going to give up. They're not going to draw back. Father, you said your, ple- your soul has no pleasure in them that draw back. So we pray right now, Father, put a spirit inside your people, Lord, a spirit to go forward, a, a spirit of motivation. Let the momentum of God begin to stir your people forward, Father God, and we thank you that your kingdom is going forth. We just give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, brother, you want to uh, open this up in prayer for a minute? Uh, anything you want to pray about specifically? And I was going to actually kick some worship music on here and uh, take a few prayer requests. I've got to actually check. If you if you want to give me a minute, I was going to check out the screening room here in a minute and. Um, See what's going on If you want to just share your heart for a minute And uh, then I'll be back on Sure Well Because I live in a Rural community It's a farming community Um, We are destined here to live Under the law of the seed And I always like to preach and or not preach but just discuss seed. Um seed faith. 
say faith is sowing something that God has given you, us, to create something else God has promised us. What is a seed? A seed is anything God has given you to bless someone else with. As I put it in the chat room earlier, it can be your love. You know, obviously there are more people that are not saved than they are saved. So there's a lot of hurting people out there. As Christians were to be the salt and the life of the earth. And if if I say something that may not line 100% with the Bible, forgive me. Um, I just strive to serve the Lord to help people because of what God has done in our life. Um, and believe me, we have all kinds of messes. This mess that God has turned into messes and tests that he's turned into testimonies. Um, but seed, it is anything that God has given you, okay, to bless someone else with. We are walking vessels of seed. We can sow the seed of love for our animals into somebody's life. Um, as we have a lady that comes online with us from Pet Prep Radio, you know, she has a passion in her life to sow knowledge that she has. Knowledge is a seed. And she carves out of her time, out of her family time, to sow into others' lives to give them the knowledge that she has on how to feed animals. You know, there are times I think that my wife loves my kitten more than she loves me. You know, first thing she does when she comes home, she grabs the kitten. I'm second in line. But going back to pet prep, you know, she sows her love, her affection that God has given her for animals into other people's lives. You know, we are walking vessels of seed. You know, seed can be patience. It can be forgiveness. I thank God for Singapore that, that the walking vessel of seed that walks on the earth of Singapore, that there was one seed of forgiveness in her heart tonight. That she forgave me because the word I saw, vodka, you know, I thought it was someone crying out for help, you know. She was proclaiming that she was cleaning her keyboard, you know. I know now when I go to Singapore and I tell everybody that, hey, I'm going to go get a bottle of vodka. Everybody's going to say, hey, will you come clean my keyboard for me? I'm out. Hallelujah. Okay. So the harvest. A harvest is a harvest is anything someone else gives you that blesses you. Okay? 
What is seed faith? Seed faith. Seed faith is the sowing of something that God has given you to create something else that God has promised you. Hallelujah. In exchange. So, um, I'm sure there are people in Pat Prep Radio's life, she has sown seed into her life, into their life. She has gone out, she has ministered on Block Talk Radio and Pet Prep Radio. She has sown in the to the nation's life, people from all over the world who have animals that may not be able to eat the food, okay? And because we love our animals so much, I mean, my animal, you know, it's like a human. Every night when it's time for Prayer International to get online, she comes in here and she gets in the green room right here in the studio on her green blanket, you know, um, Holy Ghost field. And um, it changes the complexion of the atmosphere that we go into. Um, um, it opens up a door of opportunity for us to share the love of Jesus, as Pap Radio says. So we are to serve with excellence. Um, every day, whenever we have people call into the screening room, you know, God gives us the spirit of discernment. And we talk to these individuals to make sure that, that the enemy's not trying to come in because he can't uh, by the blood of Jesus. But we serve with the spirit of excellence. What is excellence? Excellence is a word you know, uh, that we talked about earlier, you know, in every conversation, words create pictures. Well, excellence, it is the highest level of quality that God presently has available. For me to be able to get on the air live and minister to just so what seeds that God has given me to sow into your life. I have a brother in life that's a mentor of mine, Christopher Herzog. If there's anyone that can discern the spirit of idiot, foolishness, you know, or someone that really longs after God to try his best to follow the commandments, to, fi- to try his best to walk in righteousness, um, if Christopher did not think for one minute that I truly try to walk upright and to share the love of Jesus and to walk in the gifts that I have and freely sow my seeds because I am a vessel of seeds, I would not be on the air tonight. I assure you. Amen. All the people uh, that are out there, he, they're, 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 they're to be lined up at the door. The difference is, is most of them right now are in bed with their wife, you know, cuddling, spooning, and sleeping in the comfort on their nice feathers, okay? But for some reason, 
by the grace of God, you know, he has called us, he has given us power to go to all nations, to Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Indonesia, India, you know, Bangkok, Bangladesh, you name them. We are going to call out to the nations and we are going to establish a a footprint in every nation, every sovereign nation, because God's word says so. It's in the Bible. Go read what the word says. Because 2319 says that God is not a man that he's going to lie, nor the son of man he's going to repent. Every word that he said that left his mouth because he exalts his word over himself. Hallelujah. And he says in Isaiah 43, 4 through 7, so you can remember it, 4 plus 3 is 7, and 4 through 7, if you go look at what the word of God says, he says he's going to establish it. And if we walk in faith and not by sight, and keep on pushing and keep on pressing in, we are going to establish a platform that will be praying for the nations 24 hours around the clock. Hallelujah. Give God a clap of praise there. So I'm going to give you a little scenario here that the Lord put on my heart. And as I thumble through my day, it pertains to the widow's meal. And you're talking about a little lady that in a time of famine had a man of God walk up to her. And you know the enemy was on her, whispering in her ear. Because he asked her to sow her very last meal into his life. How hungry was he? Was he hungry? You know, I really don't think that that had anything to do with it because... When he was walking in obedience, you do what God tells you to do. Um, so the widow sold her last meal into his life. That last meal was created and sown into a prophet's life during a famine, during a drought. Why? Did the Lord, Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, speak and download a message from heaven to the prophet to tell him to take her last meal? It was to create supply throughout the famine. So she let go of one meal to create more than 500 mils. That's the power of the supernatural gift of God, the God of multiply. If there's anybody in your life, I would say, um, because of the spirit of discernment, okay, and God gives us those Spirit of discernment, you know, an abandoned relationship. You know, there are four tiers of people in your life, those who add to your life, those who subtract, those who divide, and those who multiply. Those who do not increase you inevitably will decrease you. 
It is the responsibility of others to discern your worth. So access is a gift that should be earned. And it says in Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25, Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to shy soul. I would say to anyone out there, we are to lend to the poor. It says in Proverbs 19:17 that when you lend to the poor, you lend to the Lord. But there is a limit. And when God gives you the gift of discernment, when you lend to someone who borrows money from you, there's a great man of God who has a financial anointing on his life, Dr. Mike Murdoch always says, you have to ask yourself, are they a tither? Because if they're not a tither, there will be no increase on your seed because the seed is the law of multiplication. It don't matter the DNA of your seed. It don't matter how many bushels of seed you have. It don't matter the weight count of your seed. If you sow seed in the gasoline, if you sow seed in the alcohol, you will not have a harvest. Amen, Brother Chris? Amen. Amen. Now, if, if God at any time is giving you revelation while I'm talking you know, just press in and I'll scoot out of the way. But my goal is my goal here is because God had a calling on my life when I was in the womb of my mother. And I will tell you right now, Singapore, for forty three years of my life and four plus three is seven and seven is complete. Okay? I fell on my face for 43 years trying to do it my way. And I had a man of God invite me to church. I did not want to go. I did not like it. Chris knows my testimony. But I went, and on Christmas Eve of 2007, God began cleaning me up, okay? And one of the things that God did, because he knew my heart, I have a gentleman the other day tell me that, that giving for him is hard, that it takes the act of God. Well, you know what? I I, I, I disagree, and I have the right to, because before I was a, a man of God, I was a giver. I used to drive my wife crazy when I met her. But when we sow seed, and God has put men like Christopher, like Sean, like Dr. Mike Simons, Brian Clift of Daily Light Worship, was, he's with the Lord now. The Plant family, uh, Mike Simons, his son, all these people he put in my life so that they can educate me right off the bat, the law of the seed. So when we talk about the law of the seed, it's so that you guys can have increase because God wants you to increase. He wants you to live abundantly, exceedingly more than what you can even ever imagine. Um, so, um, I have other crosses to bear. Um, that's not one of my crosses I have to bear. 
Um, so I'm gonna give the platform. Let me let me pray for the nations right quick. Um, I want to pray first of all. I want to pray for our little friend um, from Singapore. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you humble. And Lord God, just as you called on the prophet to seek out the widow for her last meal, I know she didn't understand it. For whatever reason, Heavenly Father, I feel in my spirit that the person from Singapore is a lady. Our Psalms 31 lady. Lord God, I call on your name. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you send the angels of love, the angels of protection, that you hold her in your hand, that a thousand will fall at her right hand and left, ten thousand will fall at her right hand in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. We, Lord, we ask you that as we move through this season, that you move in her into a season of abundance, of prosperity, not mainly money, financials, but whatever her needs are, Heavenly Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that whatever her needs are may be, that you meet them, because your word says so, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we pray in the nations. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you give her the ability to call in to our co-host line, to the Prayer International um, studio at 619-638-8458. That's Matthew 619, Luke 638. Psalms 84 and the 54 covenant blessings. That's our phone number. That is a word that God gave me. He gave me revelation to remember our telephone number. Heavenly, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the men and women on this platform. I thank you, Father, for guest 333. Um, we pray that she get revelation how to call us. Um, I have found in the name of Jesus that you can go um, to Smart Boip, S M A R T B O I P. Yes, we use Skype, um, but you can use Smart Boip. Gmail has uh, a phone. Yeah. Excuse me. Gmail has a phone option too. If you can get into Gmail. Uh, for your email, it's got a phone hooked up to it. You can use okay. Uh, Gmail, uh, Google provides the telephone through Gmail. Um, I would love to have 333 come on the line with us in the studio and pray um, from Singapore to become a partner with us, to become a partner with us. So that God can bless her seed. The Bible says in Luke six thirty eight, the given it shall be given unto you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together. 
shaken together. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the platform. Gmail does have a phone. Um, so, uh, we need to work with this guest version in the chat room on how to call us. Um, and I will I will handle that. So, Lord God, we just thank you. Um, we just try our best. We are normal people. We wake up every day just like everyone else does. We have bills. We have uh, desires to eat. You know, we have wheels on our vehicles, Heavenly Father. We are no different. We are no better than anyone that ever calls into this line. We are just men and women that love Jesus. We are other we are beggars telling other beggars where the bread is is what we are. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, Chris. Uh, I'm just finishing up something real quick. If you want to give a little uh more in- info, I was just letting them know where to find that silent option on the Gmail that you might uh you know, give me a little more details. I was typing in a few things. But yeah, you know what Paul was saying earlier about, you know, wisdom is the ability to discern the difference. You know, something, something, uh, I guess, conducive to our Christian or to our spiritual walk is that we need to understand the difference. See, God, God made a, a clear separation beginning, you know, says that he separated the light from the darkness and separated water from water. He separated day and night. He separated his people from the heathen. Okay, and throughout history, always calling his people to recognize the difference between two kingdoms. You see, there's two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. There's a kingdom of God and there's a, a kingdom of, if we want to call them the, uh, the enemy or the devil or Satan or whatever. Okay, but there's two kingdoms. You're only going to line up with either one or the other. You can't serve God and man. It's not, you, you, a, you can't be a, a double-minded man. A, a brook can't have bitter and sweet waters. That's why God tells us, choose you this day whom you will serve. In life, and what you do to show your significance or your significance, it's not how I can everybody or mimic or copy everybody else. Your in life is your point of difference from the person. It's what separates you from everybody else. God uniquely created you, formed and fashioned. Womb before the foundations of the earth, he, he specifically your plans, your abilities, your calling, what you would look like, your gifts, the capacity you would have to receive or not. Of course, that and you know, grow something of sense. But see, your significance. Depends on your difference, your significance, your ability to guide what's important to you. 
your significance in life depends on what kind of choice. So God says just a whom you will serve for you. Blessing and a curse. Choose. I've set before you life and death. I've set before you I've set before you salvation or damnation. Choose. As we shrug responsibility, we get under the assumption, although it is true, God is sovereign. sovereign. And yes, God knows the end from the beginning. And yes, God does whatever he But what you do in this path, what you do in this life definitely makes a difference in how some of those out, no matter how sovereign God is. How you act or react to the situation makes a difference. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier about sowing and reaping. Because be mocked. God, God can't be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If he sows to the spirit. He's going to reap life heavily. But if he sows to the flesh, he's going to reap any possibly damnation. And so when we talk about these blessings, and sometimes you hear us talking about sowing it, we need to realize in the reaping part, and, and tonight we talked about some sowing. I'll talk briefly about some of the benefits of sowing would be reaping. The benefits of sowing, sometimes we can take it to a financial, which, you know, yes, we need to sow our finances. We need to give our tithe to our local church. We need to give our offerings as the Lord leads us. We need to support the work of the ministry as the Lord leads us. And things financially, we do have financial responsibility and not investments. Seed, like Paul was saying, could be your time. It could be a prayer. It could be, you know, when you feel like wringing somebody's neck, just turning the other cheek and, and showing them patience or kindness. So that being said, one of the fruits, one of the reefs, we sow our seed into the ground. Obviously, it's going to produce a harvest. And when we get a harvest fruit, or whatever we want to call it, but one of those blessings that comes in that produce or comes in that substance or comes in the fruit of God is the abilities that God has. Your abilities and talents, and a lot of times we don't realize that that just are the giftings and our natural abilities and talents, and as well as our spiritual abilities and talents, are actually gifts from God. These are blessings from the Lord. These are things that are produced in our life. Some of them we're born with. Some of them are developed. And some of them are directly a, a result of blessing out of obedience to the Lord. But everybody possesses special abilities and talents. The problem is, is a lot of us get so focused on everybody. And talents that we don't recognize 
what our gifts and talents are sometimes. We don't pursue, we don't uh, check, we don't make it part of our goal or our mission in life to find out what those abilities and those talents are. So in talking about abilities, like I said, this is one of the, the covenant blessings that the Lord has given. You know, the Apostle Paul, he he knew what his dominant gift was, what way he would start out. I am called to be an apostle, or I am called an apostle. Whenever he would start his letters, he would just straight up put that in there. Hey, I'm called, Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. He doesn't get anybody. And a lot of times, we don't recognize what our assignment is or what he is or what our ability to do. And so this is that I encourage everybody to do. Begin to ask the Lord, begin to ask the Lord to help you discover your abilities and your gifts and your talents. children, how much more shall your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask? How much more would your heavenly Father give? But see, he says, these people know how to give, give, give good gifts. In other words, he recognized man's ability not only to be a giver, but he recognized his gifts and the talents. See, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says this. He says, there's diversity to the same spirit. Spirit reveals our giftings to us. The Holy Spirit is the one that shows us what, what we're gifted and what our abilities are. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the talents and the gifts. And those. Obviously, some of us have different gifts than others. The reason I doubt you know, a lot of times in my I would compare my giftings with another or another one. I would compare where I was in the process where or in the process. And a lot of times I would be jealous of another, be insecure about myself because I felt like I, I didn't measure or maybe this amazing talent that I didn't possess, I would feel like I was inferior to those other people. And so as I began to seek about his giftings and talents in my own life and his abilities and his purpose, you know, just like he says, we're all one. Okay, but the body part. The body has different nerves. There might be a foot. There might be a hand. And the foot and the hand function differently than the eye and the ear. But they're all necessary. In fact, without one of those, without an eye or an ear or a foot or a hand, it's, 
and it, it can actually be enhanced. And the thing is, what we Hi, Chris. Realize, yes. Hi, Chris. Yes. I hate to interrupt you, but uh, we're only hearing about one out of every third word. And I think there might have been some people got discouraged. So about three people dropped off. Um, um, so, and, and it's the first night that all of a sudden this started happening. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm well, praying for you. And so maybe that's why. So I've never used Scott because it's always been consistent for me. Uh, Scott, why don't you do this? Uh, I'm going to put on a worship song, some things out, and uh, then when I come back, it's Scott. So we're going to break for a worship song. If you got any prayer requests, uh, call in 619-638-8458. Uh, song real quick. Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say Lost for words and the 
International. This is Chris and Paul, and we're hosting the show tonight. Just want to let you know if you need to call in, the call in number is 619-638-8458. Also, you can check us out on the web, www.prayerinternational.org. So, you know, we were talking about a bill piece, and I was just making reference to a lot of times, you know, we can compare ourselves to others. We can compare our giftings and our talents with other people's giftings and talents. And not only the fact that a lot of things are developed and they take time and they're a process, especially when it comes to spiritual gifts, you know, these things are developed over time. Some things are sovereignly just given to people, but some gifts are developed. And sometimes it takes a while how to, to learn to flow and to act and react in the things of the Spirit. One thing I realized, though, the enemy's biggest tactic, I think, one of them, you know, he operates in the spirit of fear. You know, the Bible says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power, he's given us love, and he's given us a sound mind. And when we talk about fear and the lack of it or the fact that God desires that we not walk in fear, little reminder just to let you realize is if you begin to study all the fear knots in the Bible, you'll find that there's 365 fear knots in the Bible, one for every day of the year. That means you've got a scriptural promise from God every single day of the year that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. In fact, the Bible says be anxious for nothing, but let everything be done. Let your request be made through prayer and supplication. Let them be made unto God through prayer and intercession, through supplication. Praying about it, not fretting about it, but praying about it. Not stressing about it, but standing on the Word of God. Not stressing, standing. And a lot of times we go through life and we allow fear. And this is what I was getting to when I was talking about comparing our giftings to others. The enemy's biggest tactic is to have us operate in inferiority and insecurity and operate at a level of fear. Because when we walk in insecurity and inferiority, we walk at that point with a lack of authority. Because, see, when you're walking in inferiority or insecurity, you're not seeing yourself in the identity of Christ. You're not viewing yourself from God's viewpoint. You're not operating in the freedom and the liberty and the understanding of who God says that you are. And with that being said, when we begin to operate in this world under the radar or under the standard, I should say, we sell ourselves short because we don't walk in the capacity that God gives us the ability to walk in. You see, God says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now, that knowledge could be an intimate, experiential knowledge of who Christ is in experiencing the fullness and the richness of encountering his spirit and encountering him in prayer and encountering him in worship. That could be one aspect of a lack of knowledge. But the other lack of knowledge could be the fact that throughout the Word of God, 
God clearly defines who we are as his children, who he is as our Heavenly Father, and what our responsibility here is on the earth before the Lord and before man. And if you don't understand your responsibility and you don't understand the authority that God has given you, and if you lack understanding, trying to identify with who you are as his child, then you're never going to be able to rise to that place that God has ordained for you. See, he says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. He says that he's able to be exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And we always like to stop there. But finish the verse. It says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. And unless we realize who he is in us, we're never going to operate in that power. And that power is never going to operate in and through our lives. And that authority that God's given us will never operate in and through our lives. And so what happens is we spend our time comparing our giftings, looking at what other people are doing and what we're not doing, looking at the gifted men and women that we see in the pulpit and on the television and on the radio. And sometimes we feel like our measure of spirituality might not measure up because we're not doing what they're doing. We're not accomplishing what they're accomplishing. We, we don't know how to pray like they pray, or maybe we can't quote the Bible like that person. And so a lot of times we start, and maybe not inadvertently, but even subliminally, or, you know, under the radar, and I'll use that word from time to time. I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but we subtly begin to condemn ourselves. And we suddenly begin to put walls up. And we suddenly, before you know it, all of a sudden there's this distance between us and the Father because a lot of times we'll carry around some type of shame or some type of guilt or condemnation because we feel like maybe we're not reaching the spiritual plateau or the spiritual standard. So what the devil does, what the enemy does, is he gets us focused on these things. And what happens is at that moment when we begin to look at others and even comparing and looking and examining their spiritual uh, attributes, we take our eyes off of Christ and we get our eyes off of Jesus. And at that point we start looking at religion and we look at man and we look at performance and we look at, sometimes we look at the fruit of what God's doing through another person's life. And because we don't understand the process they went through for that fruit to be produced, we get disillusioned or we are our viewpoint is skewed. It's not correct. It's misaligned because we we have a lack of knowledge. We don't understand everything that person went through to get where they're going. We don't understand the process that God took them through for those amazing giftings and those amazing opportunities that that person is walking in to have. So we're just judging the end of it without realizing the whole process. And so the enemy does these things strictly to take our eyes off of the Lord. But see, we're commanded in the Word of God to look unto Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. We're told to set our eyes on Jesus, not looking to the right or the left, but to set our face like a flint. We're also told to lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So constantly we're told to look unto Jesus. Old Testament, God said, Cursed is he that trusteth in man. Set no evil thing before your eyes. Keep your eyes, let your eyes meditate and keep them on my law day and night. Why? Because God knew that we're only changed when we behold him. We're only transformed when we behold his glory, when we stand before him, when we allow his word and we behold his word and allow the transforming power of the glory to come into our lives. But that only happens when we place our faith and we place our focus on Christ. And so I started talking about uh, abilities when we started this. And I was talking about the fact that there are blessings from the Lord, gifts from God, covenant blessings that the Lord has given us. Your gifts and skills and talents have been given to you by the Holy Spirit. God hand-selected you and placed those gifts and abilities in you because he had specific purposes, specific assignments for you to fulfill that nobody else is going to be able to accomplish. And so if you spend your whole time looking at everybody else's plan and purpose and what they're doing for God and what you're not doing for God, you're going to get so caught up on that that it'll bring a discouragement. It'll kill your motivation. It'll slow you down or halt you in your spiritual growth. But the Lord says no. He says, stir up the gift of God. Stir up, which means we have a responsibility to stir up our most holy faith. In, in the book of Jude, which is only one chapter, but the 20th verse, it says, better build up yourselves and your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people would say this means to sit around and talk in tongues. No, actually what that verse means is to begin to pray with the mind or in the flow of what the Spirit is praying. And the only way you're going to build yourself up in your most holy faith is the same way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, which means as you begin to meditate on what God says about you, when you begin to meditate on what God says about your assignment, when you begin to meditate on what the Lord says about why he's placed you somewhere, then you begin to have a knowledge and an understanding of who God is in your life and who you are as his child and why you're here, you see, then all of a sudden you, you get out of that perishing and you get delivered from the miry clay. And all of a sudden God begins to pluck you out of the refuse that's holding you down. And he sits you on a solid rock. And that solid rock is Christ Jesus, your hope of glory. That solid rock is identifying with Christ as your foundation. That solid rock is identifying with God as your Father and being able to associate with the fact that the Holy Spirit now lives in you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that now that you're in Christ, guess what? You can do all things through Christ because he strengthens you. And so once you begin to place your faith and your understanding in what God says you are and who God says you are, then all of a sudden it begins to build up your faith and your confidence and your trust in the Lord. And at that point, you begin to meditate on the perfect love of God. And it says the perfect love of God casts out all fear. And God has not given you a spirit of fear. 
It has given you power. Power for what? Power over all the power of the enemy. He's given you authority and power over every scheme of the enemy. He says nothing. If you're in him, nothing by any means can hurt you. No plague can come now you're dwelling. Even if 10,000 fall by your, or 1,000 fall by your, 10,000 that you're right here, listen, it's not going to come near you. If you're seeking him, if you're hiding yourself in the shadow of his wings, if you're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, like Psalms 91 tells us to do, if the Lord is your refuge, if he's truly your ever-present help, if you're truly hiding yourself under his wings and he's covering you like a hen covers her chicks, listen, begin to identify with who he is. Begin to identify with the fact that you're his bride. You're the one he gave his life for. You're the one he gave his spirit for. You're the one that he gave purpose and destiny to. Child of God, man and woman of God, whoever's listening, listen. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the, the plans that I have for you. God's got plans to give you hope and give you a future. Plans to give you peace, not to harm you. God's not out to harm you. He's out to give you peace. He's not out to steal your hope and, and make you feel like you're going to miss out on life. Now that you're a Christian, you don't get to do that stuff anymore. No. He's got blessings. The blessing of the Lord will make it the rich. The only difference is it adds no sorrow to it. And in the world, listen, it was fun sitting in the world. It was fun living for the enemy. I won't lie. I, I, when I sinned, I sinned really good. But you know what? There, there was consequences and circumstances, and, and, and just like we talked earlier, God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. And when you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. When you sow to the spirit, you reap life everlasting. And so it's this process in God of realizing who you are and who he is. And once you realize you're his and that he loves you, and then it doesn't matter what anybody says about you, it doesn't matter what man can do to you. Fear him that can kill the body and throw you into hell instead of just the one that can kill the body. Well, what is my point? Listen, when you know God's your father and he's given you his plan, there's nothing that can stop you. If you'll trust in the Lord and you'll go forward in the things of God, he says, no man that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom because my soul takes pleasure, takes no pleasure in him that draws back. And God desires for us to go forward. God desires for us to to get caught up in the momentum of the Spirit and let it thrust us forth into the things of God. And in order to do that, you've got to find out why you're here, not why your pastor's here. Not why your brother and sister in Christ. Why are you? Why has God got you here? Why did God save you? Why did God give you His Word and fill you with His Spirit? Why? Why did God let you go through the life that you get, went through? This is why. Because they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And unless you go through a test in life, unless you go through some stuff in life, you're not going to have a testimony. Unless you've got a mess for God to fix, you're not going to have a message. 
sometimes we get through this stuff. But it's not just so that God can leave us dead and depressed in the desert. It's because the same measure that you've been forgiven, you'll learn to forgive. And the same measure that you've been healed, you'll learn to go and bring healing. And the same measure that you've been freed from your bondage and delivered, you'll be able to go out and free others from their bondage and deliver them. That's what it's all about. That's why Brother Paul takes a couple hours of his night every night. And Brother Sean and myself, and sometimes our wives and different people that get on from time to time, why do we do this? Because we've been forgiven. And we've been loved. And we've been the outcasts of the world that nobody wanted anything to do with. But Jesus said, I'll take you. I'll take you. In fact, I won't just take you. I'll take you and I'll raise you up and I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll take you and all those people that laughed at you and pointed fingers at you, uh, they'll be serving you one day. I'll take you and, and all those people that said you would amount to nothing and you'd be dead before you were 20. Guess what? I'm going to get glory out of your life. At least that was my story. And I'm sure everybody's got a story. But who is God has called you to do your part, not everybody else's part, your part. And so seek him and begin to seek the Lord about what 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 excites you in life. What do you enjoy doing? What do you hate about life? What do you like about life? These, these will be clues to the assignments and the plans and the purposes that God's put in you. What, what causes you to get up and be motivated every morning? You know, what what causes you to, to lose your lunch over it? And something that you're just, you can't stand about the world. Maybe you're called to change it. You know, maybe that's part of your assignment. You know, sometimes when we go through crisis, it's amazing that the things that we can think of and the ideas and the inventions and the different things that come to us and the different things that we learn and, and figure out when we're in the middle of a crisis situation. You know, let me tell you something. Uh, my life hasn't always been by the book. And there were seasons in my life when I was running from the Lord and God would use circumstances to swallow me up and bring me back to Him. And one of those situations that I got into actually landed me in, in a jail cell for about five and a half, six months. And I spent some time incarcerated in the state of Texas. And let me tell you something. When they take everything from you, and you don't have the luxuries and, and the necessities and, and what in life you take for granted on a daily basis, like, you know, hot water, uh, clean towel every day, uh, slippers, you know, anything, okay, uh, free toes, you know, just things that we don't even think about, Kool-Aid, Catherine Cola, I mean, just normal things. Duncan Donuts. Duncan Donuts. Yeah. Duncan Donuts. <laughs> okay. When, when you're going through crisis, let me tell you, there were times I had to learn how to become MacGyver. I had to learn how to invent things and create things and, and do things in there just so I could survive, just so I could dry my clothes. You know, we take iron for granted sometimes. Uh, there were days I had to press my clothes with starch water that I took off my ramen noodles. Okay, just to, to just, just to make my clothes press, just to make my clothes 
kind of like normal. And I know that might sound nuts to somebody listening to this stuff, but what I'm saying is when you're in a crisis, okay, it will stretch you and it will push you and it will, it will bring the, the best and the worst out of you. But see, God sometimes puts us through pressure. You know how diamonds are formed? Through heat and pressure and time, and they come from a, a pile of coal, a bunch of junky rock in the dirt, in the crust of the earth, and, and heat and fire and pressure and time all wear down on that. Before you know it, you get a, a diamond in the rough. Hallelujah. You know? And that's how God does us. He just takes what, what the world says is a bunch of coal, just a bunch of garbage. You know, he says, I'll raise up the wasted city, cities in the desolate places and they'll be inhabited. I'll make streams in the desert. I'll take the foolish things of the world and I'll confound the wise. And that's one of my favorites because I know this fool God uses every day to confound the wise. Praise God. But, you know, wherever you're at in life, whatever pressure, whatever crisis you're going through, you know, I heard this, and, and I don't speak Japanese. And if somebody does, give me some details on this. But what I understand, the same word that they use in Japan for for crisis is actually the same exact word that they use. It doubles as a word that they use for opportunity. Same word. Think about that. The same word they use for crisis is the same word that they use for opportunity. And when I heard that, that spoke volumes to me. I realized sometimes in the midst of our crisis, that's what God uses to to become our opportunities. And sometimes in the midst of your crisis, that's when your giftings and your talents and your abilities are going to start to emerge. But not if you're focusing on everybody and everything else. You've got to get focused on the Lord. You've got to hear the voice of the Lord. You've got to follow, just like Paul read on the 28th, he read Deuteronomy 28. And the main if you didn't get it, the main thing in there is this. Hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. Let's put it in plain language terms. Do what he says. Plain and simple. There's nothing else to add to it. Do what he says. That's it. Read the Bible. Do what it says. Listen to God. Do what he says. When he speaks in your conscience, he speaks in your nailer, he speaks to your gut. You get that gut feeling about something and you know you're not supposed to do it. Let him not do it. Do what he says. Well, if you get that feeling on the inside and you're just totally overwhelmed that you have to, I have to, I know I'm supposed to do this, well, then do it. Do what he says. If you read the Word of God and you see it in black and white or, or red and white and you know you're supposed to do it or not do it, well, then do what he says. It's simple. It's really simple. I don't know why it took me so many years to figure it out. But when you really think about it, it's, it's as simple as choose. Just make a choice. Just get up every day and make a choice to serve the Lord. Get up every day and make a choice to pray and listen to what he's speaking to you. Get up every day and make a choice to obey swiftly, which means immediately. As soon as you hear it, do what he says. Don't wait too long because you still might miss it. Don't sit around and call 50 people and say, I think God wants me to do this. What do you think? Because you might be on call number 49 and it just expired. That person just, you know, well, I, you know, I won't use details, but you never know. Some things in the kingdom have an expiration date on them. 
okay, there's an appointed time. That's why Ecclesiastes says there's a time and a place for everything. And there's a timing in God. So it's very important to stay in tune with the mind of the Lord. And how do we do that? We talked the other night. Get, get in the Word. Get the Word in you. So you develop a, a Word consciousness. You understand when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Okay? Separate yourself from darkness. Consecrate yourself with holy living. It's not about legalism, but it's about this. If you have a clean heart and a clean conscience, and you know you haven't offended the Lord, well, then it's real easy to get with him because you know you haven't offended him. And if you've got a clean conscience and everything's pure on the inside, whenever he speaks, there's no barriers. There's nothing to to, to strain it or screen it or, or hinder it because you get all the junk out. And so we're going to get into some of these things. I know tonight we're, we're kind of pressed for some time, you know, so... You know, so it takes many shows for us to get into this. But, you know, one of the things, okay, a lot of times we have hindrances to our prayers. A lot of it is the company that we keep. And I don't mean Christian or non-Christian. I mean even around believers. Okay, you, you realize this, and I'm going to make this statement. I want everybody to catch this, even Brother Paul. Not all ungodly counsel and ungodly advice comes from ungodly people. Sometimes pastors, sometimes Christians, sometimes leaders, sometimes family members all give us advice. And it's it's in theory good advice. But it's not the word of the Lord for us. It's not the plan of God for us. It's not where the Lord leading us. And so it's very important. There's a lot of sincere people up there in the world. Unfortunately, a lot of them are sincerely wrong. So it's really important. Jesus said this. We don't live by bread and water or bread alone. Okay? We don't live by food. We don't live by the, the natural senses. But we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's why when the prophet was starving, he could go into a little town where there was a widow woman. That's what Paul was talking about. And it didn't matter that she had her last meal because God decided that was going to be his next meal. You see, sometimes in the natural, it may look like your last, but God says, no, this is so-and-so's next. And out of this, it's going to be your, your all. It's going to be your all. It's going to provide for you all you need. Not just a little bit. Or not just your last. And so to the widow woman who was responsible to feed her son and take care of herself, they were down to their last little bit. Last little bit. Their last. But see, that's what's good about the Lord. He says this, the first should be last and the last should be first, didn't he? That's what Jesus said. He said the first to be last and the last to be first. What does that mean? If you sow your first fruit, if you if you give him your first, he'll make sure he blesses your last. And if you give him your last, then you give him everything, he'll make sure you always have enough. And so here this prophet was, and he didn't have nothing. All he had was the word of the Lord. That's all he had. 
Let me tell you something. That's all you need. That's all you need is the word of the Lord. Because the word of the Lord can bring you everything that you need. So he goes to the widow woman and he says, hey, you need to make me something to eat. And I'm sure in her religious thinking, she's thinking, who's this disrespectful guy? Here I am, a widow woman. A widow. And we know that the the laws of God told us don't ever take widows and orphans for granted. Don't ever do wrong to the widows. Don't ever take advantage of the widows or the orphans. And so right there, it went against religious thinking. Right there, it went against tradition. Right there, it went against everything that just seemed like it should have been right. Why would he bother the widow woman of all people? But see, God does things sometimes. What we call foolish, he calls wise. His ways are not our ways. And he doesn't think like we do, praise God. But see, we need to start learning how to think like he does. We need to begin to conform our thinking and transform our minds. Renew our minds. Set our minds on things above. We need to have the mind of Christ. Whatsoever things are pure, lovely, good, report, just. Think on these things. Why? Because as you think in your heart, so you are. You get whatever you say. You have whatever you say. And whatever you say is what's ultimately coming out of your heart, what you're speaking out of your mouth, is what's already implanted on the inside of you. But if you've got God and his word on the inside of you, and you've got the purpose and the destiny of God on the inside of you, and you begin to declare and speak the purpose of God out of your mouth, and you begin to take on your day, going into your day, saying, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways I'm going to acknowledge you, and you're going to direct my path. And that's how God directs us. When we acknowledge him, when we seek his understanding and his wisdom and his knowledge, so your abilities may differ from another, but that's what makes you significant. Your significance in life isn't how successful you can be, but it's how successful you can bring others to be and how you can impact and influence other people to not only you yourself be successful, but to cause them to be successful. That's significant. And your significance is not in you being like everybody else and doing what they do. It's in you being like Jesus and doing what he does. So let me pray for you. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name's Chris. Got Brother Paul on the line and just sharing our hearts tonight, talking about your abilities, your giftings in God. The fact that God has given you your talents and your abilities and everything you have comes from him. Don't take it for granted. Don't feel like you're inferior to other people. If your talents and your giftings don't match what theirs do, listen, God has created you to be unique. He's fashioned you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he created you a purpose and destiny. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every man, every woman, every child, every teenager that's listening to this. And, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would bring your purposes 
you bring your plans, you bring the talents and the gifts and the abilities of God that you've planted down on the inside of the hearts of these men and women, Lord, you bring them to the surface. You bring them to the forefront. We stir up the gifts of God. And, Father, even though I'm not present to lay hands on everyone in, in their rooms and in their homes and their offices, Lord, I speak the word of faith over them tonight. And I pray, Father, stir up the gifts of God. Stir up the natural and the supernatural abilities. Stir up the natural and the supernatural talents inside every man and woman tonight. Bring them to a place of full potential. Help them to discover who they are in you. Bring them to a place of identity where they know that you're, you're their father and they know that you're theirs, Father. And, Lord, I thank you that you're not only moving in our hearts here at Prayer International, but you're moving in the lives of men and women all over the globe, Father, all over the four corners of the earth, Father. And we ask, Lord, touch them by your spirit tonight. Download your destiny inside of them. Infuse them with purpose tonight, Father. Impart to them the words of life. And, Lord, give them motivation for their assignment. Remove discouragement. Take away any heaviness and anything holding them back. And I speak encouragement. And I speak hope. And declare that hope that's been deferred, if your hope's been deferred and your heart's grown sick and you've gotten weary and well-doing because you've been waiting and waiting and waiting, listen, I'm here to tell you do not be weary and well-doing because you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, one of the things I would like to do, Chris, while you was, um, was exalting God's word for all of our listeners and listeners to be, um, I think it's funny. I find great humor in God because, you know, me and you, you all, we used to sell things that did not line up with God's word. And now God uses us because we were great salesmen to sell the gospel. Right. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, I mean, yeah, hey, uh, God turns everything that the devil did into his glory. And uh, I'm not ashamed of anything I ever did, because let me tell you what, I'm, I'm glad I did all the things that I did in my younger life. I couldn't imagine um, having to go out and buy go-go boots for all the ladies now, you know what I mean? <laughs> and all the things that we did, you know. So, God, you know, I want everybody to know that, you know, we're normal people. I mean, here we are today. I've got two detectives. I've got two private investigators live on the radio today listening to us, longing for God's love. And, you know, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, with the, with the private investigator skills that they have, um, that they have just got to be in awe and amazed of what God's done in our life. Um, hallelujah. And to God be all the glory. But um, Radio PI and Antarctica 13, I believe. Yeah. I'm yeah, really. Wendy. Wendy and who? I said Will and Wendy. Will and Wendy? 
Will W I L L Will. Hallelujah. And Wendy, that's yeah, the the radio DI. Hey. You know, um, if anyone knows that we're real, I guarantee you they do, because they have a uh, they have the ability to really do all things with the gifts that God has given them. And we're real. I mean, we're 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 no different than them. I mean, I feel the anointing on me right now. Hallelujah. But I I want to lift both Wendy and Will up because they yeah, are they yeah. are faithful partners with us. Um, they, they come on the air with us, and and I know that in the living that they are involved in. I've got a friend that works with um, you know Grego out there at Cheaters. I'm sure when I say the name Cheaters, you know, they're laughing. But Cheaters is a television show out of Dallas. And, um, you know, in the line of business that you're in, with all the fame and glory, also comes a lot of headaches. You know, when you're out there, you know, unfortunately, when some wife or some man hires you to go do private investigating or of all kinds of investigating that you guys do, from the boat, from the towers, from the highways and byways. You know, Satan, you know, people are overtaken by Satan. So I just want to pray a Psalms 91 prayer over you guys um, because I can assure you in, in my prior life, of the things that I used to do, I know you need a hedge of protection. So I will start out, Chris, and then I'll let you um, wrap up prayer for him. We, we got 13 minutes. But Thank Heavenly you. Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, just as you created us, Heavenly Father, And here we are on earth, we created with the gifts of knowledge that you give us for witty inventions, for all the ideas that you give us, your children, your clay, for you are the potter, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I pray that the GPS, the God Positioning Sensor, Align his axis on Florida, Heavenly Father. Lord God, I pray because your word says that by faith and salvation that you provide us angels, Heavenly Father. In Hebrews 1.14, it says, Lord God, that um, you provide us angels that salvation. Psalms 104.4 says you provide us ministering angels. It says that who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. It says in Hebrews 13.1, less brotherly love continue, do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. 
here we are tonight. We're entertaining angels and not even knowing we have these private investigators. Hallelujah. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them. You know, I've been a prisoner before. Um, Remember the prisoners, hallelujah, as if chained with them. Those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. In Luke 4, 10 and 11, it says that there are guardian angels, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in their hands. They shall bear up you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Says in Psalms ninety one eleven, safety abiding in the presence of God, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you up, to keep you in all ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot on a stone. In Second Kings nineteen thirty five, it talks about the angel, and it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in a camp of Assyrians 185,000 angels, okay? If one angel can take out a battle of 185,000, I pray that it's God lines that GPS, the God positioning sensor, that he direct his angels, his ministering angels to Florida. Lord God, we lift up in the name of Jesus the informant online, private investigator will, ZPI investigates the times in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Lord God, as I have visited this man's website, he has fireproof, battling the giants. Heavenly Father, your word says that you will provide us shelter. By the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we call on your name for the agape love that you give us. I lift your brother and your sister Wendy up, Heavenly Father. May no weapons formed against him prosper in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father. Lord God, thank you that you have given us these prayer partners that come on faithfully to stand in the gap as we call out to the nations of the globe, Heavenly Father, we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you put a supernatural blessing over their lives, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray for his uh, special guest that he had on his show, Pastor Mike Hogger at Bethel Church. Heavenly Father, we send your angels out that they put a blessing on them in the name of Jesus. So as we pray for these angels, Heavenly Father, we give them angels of strength. An angel of the Lord came back a second time. It talks about in in Kings about the cooking angels. You know, God even provides the chefs as angels. In 1 Kings 19, 5 and 6, it says, Then, as he lay asleep under a broom tree, Suddenly an angel touched him and said, Hey, arise and eat. The angel said, Chow time. (laughs) Then he looked, and thereby his head was a cake baked on coals. 
in a jar of water. Hallelujah. So he ate and drank and laid back down. But God wasn't done then. Then in First Kings 19, 7 and 8, it says the first one was cooking angels. The second one was supernatural strength angels. Because it says, and then the angel of the Lord came back a second time. Like I got to do with my wife. I wake her up and she lays back down. I come back a second time and say, hey. And he said he touched him and said, arise and eat. Back in my past, I said, chow time, because the journey is too great for you. So he rose and ate and drank, and listen to this. And he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. So, defense angels. I, I send these defense angels that were in Exodus 22, 20, uh, Exodus 23, verses 22 and 23, instruction and defense angels. It says, but, but if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then will I be an enemy. It says, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites and Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Hallelujah. It says, You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. Heavenly Father, as we lift up your brother Will, your son Will, Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that all of these angels, the pull of Bethesda angel, the messenger angel in Second Kings 1-3, as I send them a message of protection, Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that all their needs will be met according to your riches and glory, Heavenly Father, and that the work that they do with the gifts that you have instilled in them, Heavenly Father, that you will bless their storehouses, that their bats will run over in Jesus' name. Okay, Chris. Uh, Father, we just ask for God your blessings everywhere and with you right now, Father. Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for working in their lives. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the ministry that they have, Lord, on Vlog Talk Radio and the other ministry that they're doing, Lord. Father, we just ask, Lord, your blessings over their families, that you would just strengthen them, strengthen their families. Father, just let the motivation and the encouragement of God, Father, fill their hearts. Father, I pray for strength and grace over them this year as they take on everything that you've given them to do, that, Father, you would lead them, you would guide them, you would provide for them, and that you would fill them with peace, Father God. Lord, let them be rested and refreshed. Lord, as they pour out and pour out and pour out, Lord, give back to them. Lord, we just thank you for Will. We thank you for Wendy, Lord. We thank you for the influence and the impact that they're having on your kingdom. Lord, we just ask that your anointing be on the show, that you would use them mightily to win souls for Christ, and that, Father God, they would bear fruit that remains. 
We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, as we go off the air, just right quick, Wendy or uh, Pet Prep Radio, place your Sherry. Sherry. That Sherry that, yeah. yeah. Sherry, press, uh, place your hand on your neck, and as we go off the air, uh, we're going to uh, command that spirit to bow in Jesus' name. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to lay your legs out. I want you to sit in a chair, Sherry, and I want you to put your legs down, and I want you to look at both of them. I want you to line your balls on the insides of your ankles together. And in a minute, I'm going to start commanding that leg that's too long to grow out, the short one to grow out, and I want you to watch it grow out. Chris, go ahead. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I, I, you're breaking up on me. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we minister to Pet Prep Radio, the Wendy, yes. as she lays her legs out, Heavenly Father, I feel in my spirit that one leg that's longer than the other that's causing her whole pelvic to be out of a line, Heavenly Father. I command in the name of Jesus, I command that short leg to grow out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we command that spirit of pain to leave her neck now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Lord, we just declare that you are the healer. Father, we just declare over Sherry right now, Father, that you are the one that heals, Lord God. We thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, she has been healed, Lord God. So, Father, Psalms 107 says you send your word to heal, Father God, and we know that all things are possible to believe. So right now we just command healing and wholeness. We cause, Lord God, we, we pray that you would cause that back to straighten out that the, the pelvic to align, Father God, right now. We just pray, Father God for your healing and your wholeness, Lord God, to come in, Lord. We just declare, Father God, that the joy of the Lord is your strength, Lord. Her joyful heart will help like a medicine. Father, you said the prayer of the faith would save the sick and you would raise them up. So we're declaring, Father, over her tonight, Father, we're praying the prayer of faith. We are the elders of this church, so we just declare right now. We're praying the prayer of faith, and we're praying the oil of the Holy Spirit to be upon her tonight as we anoint her with oil. We pray that you make her whole. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thank each of y'all for allowing us to pray for you. Um, we didn't know any better. Um, at least for me, I'm not sure. I mean, I, let me just say it this way. Um, after I got tied up with Chris. I used to ask Chris to come pray for people. I'd go get them, and I'd try to hitch Chris up for the prayer. <laughs> Chris would tell us all the time, oh, he said, you got the same Holy Ghost I have. Go pray for him." And all of a sudden, I started seeing all these miracles happen because, you know, God was using me. Um, and we weren't even drinking the same city water. So I know it wasn't the city water. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So, uh Blessings to everybody. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, if you're tuning in, I know uh, for some of you, the, the live show is cut off. If you're listening by archives, you know, feel free to send in your prayer request at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Again, it's www.prayerinternational.org. 
and have a blessed night. Amen. All right. Praise God. I'm trying to call you back. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.